Welcome to the Big Black Clock. If you want to spend the next hour listening to some banter and perhaps accidentally learn something new, then you are in the right place. Now, let's see what the guys have to say. Welcome to the Big Black Clock. You're here on episode... I'm actually going to guess it's 71. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. exactly 71. Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> totally you guess. should get some kind of an award <laughs> for this. You've been... But I knew we were yeah, around the 69 mark, so I was like, I'm yeah, going to go with 71. Yeah, but but uh, I think he's also been saying like 71 for like half a year. I was about to get it right. At some point, <laughs> so yeah. At some point, you know. You're in a broken clock. Is <laughs> right twice Unless a day, I say right? four, it's like, dude, we're at episode 534. Four. Four. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so 71. That's a, that's so a today we're going to take care. We're going we're gonna to talk about care. We're going to talk about... We're not going to talk about watches, actually. We're going to talk about everything, how to care for your watches, how to to store them, how to maintain them, and how to work on them, right? So it could be a, a caring episode. Consider this a spa day. Spo- spoiler alert, don't work on them, but pay professional. So, exactly. so consider this a spa day for your watch. And if we were watches, what kind of watches would be? And we, quickly, we can't, we, we can't pick our own watches. So we can pick for each other. So Dima, if we what? were to pick, yeah, if Carl was a watch, what kind of watch would he be? If Carl was a watch, oh, he has to be a tool watch. He has to be like a like a tool. He watch. has to be like a Zen, yeah. like a like a. I would say like a watch is being gangbanged. Be, he can't be an IWC like, because IWCs oh are very expensive. We know Carl is very cheap, right? So uh, he has yeah. to be like an FWC, something made up, like <laughs> IWC <laughs> with like S E E at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. IWC. Uh, I think. Oh my god! He could be like a. Why? He could be like a Zen. Uh, like a Zin 104 or Zin 556, I think. That's Zin. a good one. Yeah. I think you're a Zin. Of the watches you have, Carl, I think the one that emulates you the most to me is your Hamilton khaki. Yeah, I, I, that's true. I also agree with the that. The Murph? That's very you. Yeah, the Murph. Except your face doesn't say Murph. No. And, and it doesn't... <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> God damn that's it. Not, that was a beep. That's right the first there. beep. <laughs> this one, we'll leave it in and see how fast we get canceled. <laughs> yeah. Joe Rogan has it, nothing it, on I, us. This is upload. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! Um, yeah, so yeah, Hamilton Kaki Field. All right, yeah, makes sense. What are you guys picking for me here? In the you're, you're, you're like a you're like a diesel big daddy. <laughs> That's right. Call but me he, daddy. He, no, but his is big puppy uh, for you. Big puppy, uh, for, you for you. Well, you, I don't know. You have to be like a super like niche. Yeah, exactly. Something that nobody else has ever heard of. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't want it. Yeah. So. And, <laughs> so the, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know Something what? I, I think where you exist. are right now in your watch collection. Like Jesus. I, I think right now where <laughs> Jesus, <God damn. laughs> I, I think where, where you are right now in your watch collecting, there should be something like a MBNF. yeah. I was gonna actually say that. I think you are that MBNF. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? MBA one, right? Model one. Yeah. Model one. Model one. <laughs> the, the, the model no one, one quite understands. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's like is what this is a watch? This? Is this a garden tool? Is it beautiful? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is this like a new blender, like a Vitamix? I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And what about uh, for Dima, Carl? It has to be a Vostok, right? If it has to be the Yari Gagara or something like that. <laughs> as to but well, also why, why that uh, like if, if you uh, why, why that specific no, uh, but, but but no, jo- joke aside, I think that beside that anything that's uh 
Uh, straight to the point, no nonsense. Those, no, those words represent oh, so the straight to the point. Already, a lot of history. Cutting the, cutting the middle, man. You know, but uh, to be honest, uh, like if, if, if he just never shuts up about it, it has to be a speedmaster. <laughs> it's just the, so it's got to be the speedmaster. Yeah, it's the only one I have really, right? That I don't shut up yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, no sorry. The, the reason why I don't shut up about it is because you guys always attack it and I just defend myself. It's not that I don't shut up about it. I just respond. Yeah. <laughs> So so okay so <laughs> so what kind of watch would Dima be? Would you think, uh, Carl? Straight to the point, no nonsense. Cutting the middleman. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. What's as simple as an explorer, probably? But Rolex Maybe. is too good for him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the Smiths, the Everest, like that kind of like mimic yeah. thing, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's no, like the, the Rolex the Explorer is good, but not the gold one. Like no, a, like no a gold. super fancy CWC, no. like the fanciest, the, the fanciest yeah. CWC <laughs> Miller you can find. <laughs> no nonsense. No nonsense. But Take your nonsense yeah, and uh, go uh, home. I, with I, it. That's interesting. <laughs> point. No nonsense. So, but yeah, th- today is spa day for the MBNF, the Rolex Explorer, and the Hamilton Khaki Field. This is their spa day. How we're going to take care of them? How we're going to move them around? And how we're going to work on them? So, before we jump into that, let's do a quick wrist check here. What are you wearing, Dimitri? I see you got a little uh, rubber strap going. Yeah. So uh, last weekend, uh, we went to um, a Seiko dealer. Well, I guess it's a, he's a, they're a Seiko dealer. Shout out to Asaleh store in Montreal. Uh, they pretty much have every single Seiko you can think of, especially those uh, amazing Seiko Street Fighter fives that Kevin you love so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Your favorite ones, the balanced ones. Yeah. Uh, so I got just honestly by accident. Like I saw, I saw they had a. I have an SPB one forty three. They came on a bracelet, and they also have an SPB. I think that's a one forty seven that has a bit of a like a yellow patina. Uh, I think they call it the cappuccino. Is it? Maybe. But I think it's a, yes. a four, 147, right? SPV? Uh, I think so. Uh, but I really like that one. I'm actually yes, considering that's getting the one. it. Sorry, I just, I just Googled it. That's the SPV 147. Uh, like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, they, I guess it's the cappuccino one. So it comes standard. That's what I've heard. I've heard that in forms, cappuccino. It, it comes standard on a, a, like a proprietary OEM Seiko rubber strap instead of a bracelet. And I saw it, and I'm and as soon as I put it on, I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing! And it's actually a lot better than like, to be honest, an Uncle Seiko bracelet, or an Uncle Seiko waffle strap. It's fantastic. Like I, I, it fits perfectly. It's honest. How comfortable is it? It's extremely comfortable. Honestly, I think this is this rubber strap is a lot better than the bracelet. It's the in terms of quality, you know. And I'm looking at at his at Carl's tutor. I'm a big <laughs> fan of the rubber straps on the watches, the comfort, the weight. And I, I don't think a lot of people go, ah, oh, but it's just too sporty and too... And like Sometimes I think it looks dope when it's well done. That there. rubber strap, yeah. I am not taking it off. So um, I think when... Because my Seiko has very fat uh, spring bars. Yeah. And because of that, that area that kind of goes around the spring bar, like that the end, is, uh, is, very, is very padded. It, it it feels very fat. Right. So one thing that I noticed, and I, I when I look especially for watch, like for leather straps and stuff, um, if the leather strap, if there's no padding at the point where the link attaches, it appears yeah. that uh, there's a big big hole between the case and the start of the strap, right? When you wear it on your wrist, you of can course. see you can yeah. see through to your wrist, right? So on this strap, right. you see nothing. 
it almost goes flush. No, because it fits perfect. It's, it's amazing. It's almost like yeah. a, and it has like because remember, it's a it's it's the strap that comes <laughs> with to, that safety. It's amazing. Specifically, it's not like they just took any strap and put yeah. it on. It fits those lugs. It's, it's perfect. Not only the width, but I think the 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 yeah, area. I was about to say it's almost and, uh, it feels like it was meant to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, so but weird. Like, look, the clasp yeah, is. Yeah. It, it's all milled. It's like they thought of it or <laughs> it's something. It's all milled. Everything is engraved with Seiko and, and the, the rubber strap itself even has that uh, the weight of uh, Kanagawa. The, way of, the, uh, the yeah. wave of Kanagawa, which is like the classic uh, Japanese artwork, right? the wave that they put on all the Seikos. The, bu- in the, the back, Bukaki and wave. also on the strap. <laughs> yeah, Bukaki. Oh, good Second beat. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so this is... Uh, waves and I'm waves of sure misalignment all over beat. your face. I'm pretty sure there's like 10 beeps already. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's it. Like I'm, I'm honestly like, I'm obsessed with this, the uh, this band now, and I'm I've been wearing it since uh, Saturday. It's been like a couple of days now. You know, like you went down south with the um, on a beach vacation. It's one of those things you just yeah. put that on and you're done. Yeah, like you don't need. I mean, uh, to be honest though, like again, I'm uh, you you know me, I'm very like very particular about uh, my stuff. So like, I if I can't just bring my G-Shock instead, I'll probably just bring a G-Shock right on the beach. I'm not gonna bring a Seiko just to yeah. wear it, just to be like, hey, look at me, I'm wearing a Seiko. Uh, no, but if you enjoy it, like, you know, I'm I'm about to go on to the beach yes. in the next couple of weeks and I'm going to wear... Uh, for people list... Um, you're, you're, you're caliber 11. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fuck you, I don't care. No, but I'm gonna I'm bringing down my isotope, which is 200 meters water resistance as a rubber right. uh, a quick switch for that. I'm going to bring um, my Bulgari to wear okay. everywhere else because okay. it's 100 meters of water resistance. The rubber and the aluminum is perfect. And my Oris Diver 65. Another, so it's like a dressy diver I can wear. Actually, anywhere. another reason why I didn't bring it is because uh, one year, I think I think the first year that I got my Speedmaster, I literally wore it every single day everywhere. And I had such a crazy tan after after <laughs> the summer. Right. So that was the, another another reason why I didn't bring it on my summer vacation. Be, and, and you watch on my summer vacation last time because like, I didn't even bring my G-Shock because right. I didn't want to have a crazy tan line here on my wrist. I see. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Well, that's a good pick. Good, good Nice wearing that. Glad that you got that. Yeah, it's awesome. Strap. Uh, Carl, what are you wearing this week? Still wearing my Rolex Air King, the uh, 116-900. So that's the uh, latest and greatest. For me, it's one year old, but... I still really, really, really love this watch. Um, it's really a shame that Rolex don't like their customers. <laughs> but um, I ordered a custom uh, custom bands from Aaron Bespoke uh, here in Montreal, so I should receive them this week, technically. Uh, so I'll update you guys when I have them. But um, yeah, I've been wearing that Rolex for two weeks now, I think, nonstop. And uh, always nice. wear your Very most nice. expensive watch when you go watch shopping like we did uh, over the last weekend. At, uh, cu- you cut the bullshit with the uh, most uh, sellers when you do that. <laughs> they, they don't look at you. They, they, little yeah, bit. Yeah, they, they, they know they you're serious. Look, they and, don't look yeah. at you funny. Uh, they always look at me funny, but uh, when they see my Rolex, at least they know that I can, I can splurge money in the stupid ways. <laughs> you know, Yeah, I feel like, and I always pay attention to their eyes, and the first thing they look yep. at when you come in is your watch. So, uh, <laughs> Maybe they're looking at your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, oh, why yeah. are you naked? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Look at you that bulge. Be. <laughs> that's why I put my watch on my dick when I walk around. <laughs> ah, that's why you're. Look at the time. <laughs> you look at my dick. All this trick in the book. <laughs> All this trick in the book. All this trick in the book. Then I come out there. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! This is gonna be a Spider Man. A lot of beeps. <laughs> you go Spider-Man. in your face. <laughs> so okay, skip to that. Um, this week I am wearing my Seiko. SKX 009 on a 
James, well, James Bond, the Bond NATO single, single, single strap on. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit more, um, it's not as thick. Uh, we're in this for fun. Uh, getting into a little bit of a NATO kick the last few days, last few weeks. Are I'd you say. bringing that, sorry, and, uh, to, yeah, your, uh, to, to, uh, to your vacation now? No. On your vacation? No, 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 I can bring this one. Okay. I shouldn't, but no. Um, so that's what I'm wearing this week. So how are we going to take care of these watches ourselves this week? What do we want to start with? Do we talk about how we work on our watches? Oh, well, maybe I can go. We can talk about how you maintain your watches and then how you work on them and maybe how we travel. Uh, yeah, them. well, I have storage and I have transport. Just, uh, yeah. yeah, so maybe you can finish it off. Uh, I'll finish myself off. Talk Thank about you. Maintenance. I have uh, tools and uh, cleaning. Tools. I got to have my tools. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have your tools. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about maintenance in itself and cleaning as a part of it, but I don't necessarily talk about the tools that you're gonna use for cleaning. So the first type is that you have, I'll say there's two parts to watch maintenance. You have preventative maintenance, which is key to get the most out of your investment. Um, and then there is, how can I say, servicing. And that's really going into the watch, over taking a look, taking everything apart, and, and uh, taking a look at it. So let's start with the aesthetic. The aesthetic is everything on the outside of the watch, cleaning it, right. the pieces on the exterior, while maintenance is more of like the gaskets, the seals, things that will maintain the performance of the timepiece. Okay. And then you get full servicing, like I recently do with my Nomos. They take the whole watch apart. They clean every single piece. Uh, they replace the seals. They return it to the newest condition possible. And there's great... Instagram account, if you follow, it's called mm -hmm. Zimmerman Repair. And it's incredible that the before and after, what they do with it, they, they destroyed watches, right? It looks like they, a they, they go all the way brand to new watch, eh? adding back metal to the case to grind it down back to the original that's right. spec. That's insane. Oof. Yeah. That's right. It's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see it. And, and they take really great photos of how the before and after, and it's, it's pretty impressive. So the first thing is, is that when we talk about cleaning it, First is you need to consider the pressure of the water you're using. You don't want to um, put it into a shower where the water is too hot uh, or if the water is too cold, really. You're looking for that Goldilocks zone. A toothbrush with light bristles with some light detergent, some kind of soap that maybe cuts grease. Remember, dish soap is actually very strong. It's very corrosive, actually. You got to be careful when using dish soap. A car detergent is actually not as strong as dish yep. soap, right? <laughs> the grease that 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 ends up on a, on a dish versus that on a on a um, car on a uh, on a car. Um, the gaskets as well, you got to be careful. So hot, high temperatures, high pressure water as well. You don't need very very high pressure onto your your watch as well. So that's that's the first thing when it comes to to making sure that you're cleaning your watch and it's important to do this regularly a light toothbrush go to the any pharmacy and get a very light bristle toothbrush there are some items out there that you can buy and I think Dimitri will get into that in a little bit but uh, that's all you really need some hand soap that cuts the grease and uh, a nice uh, sh uh, what do you call it a chamois cloth something like that a, you like clean your you get like with. a microfiber cloth for uh, for this. Yeah, something that you get with your watches actually to use and you can use that to clean your, to, to, to let air dry a little bit and then wipe it down. That's a good way as well. So the first thing as well in terms of protective, uh, prevent protection and maintenance, the first item you'll want to do is you're going to want to avoid automatic winders. So automatic winders are a luxury. They're unnecessary. Um, all they really do is keep your watch as best as it can at full power. 
that's really what a watch winder does. It keeps your your automatic movements going, which is actually quite unnecessary. It's uh, it does keep it relatively on time, but not too um, too accurately. I'm gonna talk about winders later on, but I think the only reason you really should get a winder is uh, if you have perpetual calendar and you're not always wearing it, because that thing is probably a bitch to put back into the right time. There was a time, you know, Frédéric Constant with a perpetual calendar, you can do it yourself, but there was a time that you had to bring it back to the watchmaker <laughs> because you had to set it because Jesus. you couldn't, uh, you could, exactly, right? So you're absolutely right. Something tw- that complex with these like, crazy moon if phases. I, if I ever get yeah. my, my hand on like a bike compact, I'll probably get a winder. <laughs> yeah, like that's going, the only yeah. reason. Like if you just have a thematic watch, I, I don't see the, the need for one. And, what would be the reason why you wouldn't use an automatic winder, a watch winder? So a watch winder puts a strain on the movement in itself. So you're constantly keeping that hairspring at full power. It's constantly wound tight. It's constantly, right. constantly, constantly going. And essentially, think about it's like driving your car and whatnot. Um, you, it's it's good to let it wind down and let it relax right. the movement, right? And then let it stop. It's less. Uh, it's a lot less maintenance issues if you do this. Well, and this came from a watchmaker. It makes it easier to service and you enjoy the watch versus the watchwinder yeah, enjoying I, I, your watch. I think a good way of seeing <laughs> it is, it's is like every time you get to your house and you let your car running overnight, so the next morning it's still right. running. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like idling your car all the time, right? <laughs> I never have to turn it on. <laughs> but um, so then by that metric, let's say, is it does it make sense to buy a winder that has a timer, let's say, of sorts that allows it to kind of wind it down a little bit and then it starts back up, right? After let's say 2015 you, you hours or so, right? It's still running all the time and your gears are constantly working. And you know, everything that watches are trying to do is create different items or components that can I guess, go away from friction, right? right? Everything like an escapement that's going back right. and forth. Like how fast can we make it in a silicon so that it doesn't break as often? And, you know, all these movable, breakable I guess parts, it's a good right? argument to, to do it within, to prolong the time between servicing, right? Because there's yeah, less but, wear and tear in the gears and stuff. The the one argument I've heard, and sorry, Carl, I'll, let you, I'll, let you, I'll just I'll finish. The one argument I've heard is on older watches, or if you think the watch is going to be, you're not going to wear it for months, it would be good to either put it on a winder if you can't manually wind it, to let it run every month or so, or every once in a while, you can check for your specific watch because they say the oil sometimes can dry up and the lubrication can wear off if it's not being used. A little bit like your uh, your car, they say it's good to drive for 15 to 20 minutes in an interval like that because that really lets the catalytic converter kick in and all of the 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 the, oil, the, the motor yeah. to get a good um, it's a lubrif- um, lubrification I say, cycle. usage. But it's different. It's different that I was everything I was doing research yeah. on this is different than a car. They say it's good to drive your car certain distances. It doesn't really quite. But as a watch, they go if you can let it rest, mm-hmm. let it wind down, let it stay down. Especially if you're if it's in a regular rotation, and you're to wear it every once in a while. Then yeah. But if you're like, oh, I put it in a safe, I haven't worn it in a year, it might have trouble turning on after like getting it going. Right. So if you have a specific amount of time, wind it. They always say maybe once every couple of weeks, depending on the watch. But you could follow your your um, manufacturer uh, guidelines. Yeah, so I'll go deeper into the different winders you can get. Uh, but I think a counter a counterpoint for yeah. that is, you know, when they tell you that your watch um, need to be serviced every, depending on the brands, two years, five years, seven years, they consider that you're going to wear that watch every day. Right? right. So it consider that it's going to be yeah. fully operational for two years, five years, seven years, nonstop. So 
technically it's okay, right? As per the manufacturer. And after that, you can always right. ask your uh, watch dealer because some winders are programmer, programmer will, I'm going to talk about that, that there's some spec you can put into a winder to make sure that it respects the watch mechanism, right? That doesn't overwind it kind of. So, uh, so yeah, right. that's got a point. But I'll talk about that about... And I'm making uh, money sides, huh? You, that's yes, a lot yes, yes, yes. The swinder comes with a Bentley <laughs> around it. You're laughing, but you know that the Bentley Bentayga, the truck, for a $100,000 option, you can have a, a Breitling tourbillon inside the dashboard. And the since it's yeah. a mechanical watch, it's not connected to any electronics, right? So when you start your oh truck, the dash is an integrated winder and it starts spinning. So as you drive, your clock sometimes just spins. Ah. So it makes sure that there's power in it. You can go see uh, on YouTube. It's right. nonsense. It's a hundred thousand dollar like clock extra for, on top of the. I I, de I definitely <laughs> won't. So thanks for yeah. bringing that. So if I keep Not going, <laughs> enjoy the watch. Don't let the winder enjoy the watch. This is important for you know uh, keeping your watch. Um, in good health. Second one, magnetism, guys. We can more and more watches are anti-magnetic, and it's less susceptible. Uh, but we got to be careful with the magnets that we find. There's more magnetized items around ourselves. And it's not necessarily that you bring it next to like a fucking like the Hadrian Collider, <laughs> like some crazy <laughs> large hydrogen collider. Is it large large hardon <laughs> collider? CERN, right. Rolex, Rolex, uh, beat CERN. Um, so. In terms of magnets, uh, that's something that I kind of really haven't researched myself, and I was curious if you guys know what do we, what do you, what do we, we mean by it's like keeping watches away from magnets? What kind of magnets and how far? So magnets, there's there's a bunch of different types of. You can get it from an iPhone right, case. Like any electrical like device this. will, give, will be, have magnetic fields. Yeah. Believe it or not, you'll see if you're if you're. Um, your washer and dryer, your speakers, right. everything has an emitting some kind of magnet. And it's not about it's going to take your your watch and pull it out a lot of whack. But if you have Suck a, it into a, a superlative, <laughs> well, you have some su superlative chronometer right. that's supposed to run a two seconds. Anything destabilizes that, you can see it. And sometimes, what's good about it is that there used to be a time when they had to like take apart your watch. Now there's demagnetizers. You can buy one. I think it's worth maybe an investment if you right. find yourself well, might be running a little fast. You just put your phone over it, demagnetizes it. And then it should, uh, nothing could be out of whack because they're very precise devices, right? So anything can really pull it out of whack. So a hair, so a hairspring kind of sticking together because of this right. magnetization, if you go, it, it normally runs fast. So that's one thing you can tell. If your watch is running fast, that's And an that's specifically going, running fast instead of slow, right? Is that, or is there, there's no connection? The, that's normally the symptom, yes. Because everything kind of, uh, it, uh, like, it uh, seizures, right? Seizes, sorry, seizes. And uh, last question so that's, before, um, before I stop interrupting yeah. you, sorry, is uh, so let's say like for any for uh, you know anybody who's listening, let's say how far would you keep it from your iPhone if you uh, or or uh, whatever the Android device, uh, Carl, to <laughs> say if you are if you put your watch on the same let's say table as your phone, let's say how far should it be? It, on the same table, it shouldn't be like let's not have it touch it as much as possible. You don't want to put your watch right on your phone. Um, it's not that it will magnetize it. You can run the risk that it could be, you could, you know, pull it out of whack a little bit. Um, but, you know, just try to avoid it. There's also another one, debunking a myth. 
it won't get magnetized through the airport. That's a myth. Going through those uh, metal de- detection machines, apparently it's all yeah, myth. But you won't get magnetized on that front. Your watch more susceptible to go through that. Mm-hmm. Your watch is supposed to be in the basket <laughs> into the X-ray. But it's but it's the same, same kind thing. of um, X-ray. Is not a magnet? Same thing, right? right? Okay. Well, I know, I know. But there's sometimes they say I don't want to uh, through the X-ray machines. Is it going to mm. de- Is it going to magnetize? Hell, even if you go through the metal detector, it shouldn't magnetize, right? So. It's just um, it's just a myth that they say. So, um, but there are machines to demagnetize it. It's worth looking into. Keep it away, you know. Uh, but watches now have gotten much better. But if you have a dress watch, an old vintage dress watch, you know, be careful because the next thing you know, your watch will never run as you wish. Water resistance—that's the other big, you know, uh, super important piece. Um, moisture in the smallest amount of air. Uh, can get into your watch and cause uh, a lot of damage. It's the worst part of things. And I'll give you just a, a little weird example. Like uh, if you use a chronograph, never use it around water. Corrosion, if you have one droplet of water that goes into a chronograph pusher, for example, uh, that droplet could be there. That droplet could corrode the inside. It could cause problems. You just have to be careful. Water is the worst thing for a watch in general with <clears throat> magnets and shock, right? So be very careful about being around water. Respect your, your watch on that front. So it's also, if you're like, okay, I have a 300-meter diver and you go and you're diving literally and you're swimming all the time and you're underwater for long periods of times and the water temperature goes up and down, important to go and get those gaskets uh, regularly changed, uh, those seals regularly ch- uh, adjusted. It's not hard for them to do, you know, unless you get into the really big depths, two, three, four hundred meters, they can, t- t- well, 400 meters isn't really seen, but two, three hundred meters, they'll test it at um, with air pressure within the shop and they'll let you know if your case is good. And um, a little seal that costs you a few bucks with a few hours of labor every few years can be the difference between you taking your watch and having it destroyed and, for an entire. And that's right. why we we always say that any vintage diver is the waterproof. <laughs> exactly, and and they always and it's like a disclaimer online, right? It's like do not wear, but depends vintage. Like I have a twenty year old now Tag Heuer Aqua Racer. I bring it to the thing. Yeah, I could still wear it to do anything. Right. Okay. Um, setting the date. This is another one to be careful, guys. Never set the date between ten and two. You don't know if you're PM or AM, but between 10 and 2, unless you have like a quick date mechanism that's even sharper, the date, normally the gears start taking place on when the date is supposed to change on a regular watch, right? So you want to avoid when you're in that period when the gears have already taken place to then force a date change, you know? Move your, move your, if your watch is dead and you're trying to adjust the date and time, move it to past, you know, away from 10 and 2 and then uh, 3, 4, 5 in the morning and then set it to the other day and then move forward to, to adjust your date. Don't ever change your date between 10 and 2. This is a common thing in older watches, but you risk the, or you run the risk of damaging your watch and then you'll need intervention uh, at, the, at the watchmaker. You could hurt, uh, you can really hurt your watch that way. So that's an important piece to, to, to take a look at. Um, last one I'll talk about for, for, for being, taking care of your watch is <laughs> dropping it. Check it. Anything, when it, it's true, but I'm going to be honest, if it drops, because dropping a watch can can mean a lot of things. So I'll give you an idea. You have to check it because you can break the glass. And some people say, I just broke the sapphire or I fractured it, right? The sapphire can crack. And then maybe not scratch, but it may crack. And a fragment of that piece of sapphire might make its way into the into the watch 
because the corner chipped and you didn't realize it, right? And that fragment can cause a lot of damage. So as soon as you drop a watch, take a look at it. You could drop it on a carpet and break a tube in the crown or right. something and, and, and check if it's running fast. Check if it's, if, uh, how it's performing. Make sure to, to really observe it. I know it sounds stupid to say, but a lot of people say, oh no, my watch is like indestructible. They drop it and they're like, it's fine. But if you hit it in the wrong way, you can cause a lot of damage. That's all I'm trying to say. So make sure that you you take a look at it. Make sure to to um, to observe if any damage has been done and if it's performing well. If it doesn't, make sure to take it into your watchmaker right away after you drop it, even if it is on a carpet or or uh, something that may seem soft. Yeah. So as per Kevin, day. I'm like the worst person ever for any watch. I put them near magnets. I just drop them like speaking uh, <laughs> at the worst person ever. <laughs> I drop them in staircases. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Um, you yeah. keep your watches in the same box but, as your magnets. Yeah, but it's it's it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, like a shop drawer. <laughs> Everything's in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Strapped it to my car engine. Uh, but you know what? I, I think See I have a up. good like uh, better tester for a watch company. Yeah, they should send me like so. uh, prototypes and stuff like that. A week with me is like years and years of uh, standard wearing. <laughs> You're like a company that does crash yeah, tests. Exactly, cars, I'm a right? crash test dummy. People call me tool, call me dummy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. All yeah. right. So, and then, so then servicing. I'll go quickly through this one in house versus mainstream complications, accuracy. These are the main pieces I think about when it comes to servicing. Like a garage, there's lots of work behind this. You bring in your car, they're not just going to work on it. They need to give you estimates. They People have fucked up watches that they shouldn't have. So first thing you want to do, set a baseline. Track the performance of your watch before you take it into servicing because this serves as a baseline to ensure that the watch is no worse afterwards because you never know. So there's a lot of these mall kiosks that will be jewelers. It's like, yeah, I can look at your watch. And all they pretty much do is open up the watch dust it off with that the dusting for your computer and then they throw some oil in it close it polish the case a little bit and say here here's your watch and charge you a few bucks and it, they'll do that in 10 minutes right and then they'll have lunch and like yeah here's your watch but that's not what servicing is about so servicing is they're going to take it you take your watch they're going to put it on a time graph for see how it's performing if it's actually working right because then it's a repair They'll see what's performing, then they take it, they examine it, they look how everything kind of is functioning, then they take it out, they start taking it apart, taking off the case, taking out the movement, and then they start taking the movement apart, they start taking off uh, everything. They clean each individual part, they bring it all back together, and make sure that it's performing better than when you actually brought it in. So let's be honest here, an El Primero movement is about 400 pieces. How the fuck can they do that in in uh, a, a few hours. So what they quote you normally for an El Primero is about a day and a half worth of servicing. It's how long a, a person has to spend on that one watch and that movement. So you're going to pay a pity printing, but you were talking about a 36,000 vibration per hour chronograph with 400 pieces in the movement. Important to keep that in mind when you're getting something serviced. So you'll have to spend a little bit of money on certain uh, watches to service, but it depends what it really means to you. So there's a claim and I've heard this before, and I have to actually agree with some of it, is that if there's nothing wrong with the watch, you shouldn't bring it into service. There's no point. Yeah. It's kind of like a car, right? If there's nothing wrong with the watch, and you're doing maintenance, changing the gaskets, getting the water tested, making sure it's running properly, there's no real need to bring in the watch. Because if you're going to go and say, I'm bringing it every three, four years and spend four, $500, even if you wait and it's 10, 12 years and you have to pay 1000 
you've probably actually saved money if you're doing that repair that one time for something that broke within it. And also, most of the watches you carry that have like ETA movements and whatnot, like even your Seiko, I mean, if you ever look at it, I think it's like two, 300 bucks to change the entire movement of your watch for 6R35, whatever it is, Dimitri. So at one point you're like, fuck the servicing, I'll wear it. If it dies, I'll just spend 200 bucks for the new movement, put it in, it's like brand new watch. So it depends, I think, the level of what the complication, the uniqueness of the movement, the accuracy that you're looking for. If you get a chronometer certified two seconds a day and you want to maintain that, or you get a Grand Seiko that's supposed to be one second a year, you're paying for that one second a year. You don't want to be like, ah, just wait. It's 30 seconds late (laughs) a day. You're like, well... Why'd you buy this watch then, right? So a lot of people were like, I really want... And that's why other people are like, I don't give a fuck about that. Like Tudor, they were like, we have the Manufacture Calib. It's this good. People are like, I just want the ETA. Yeah. It's easy to service. I get the watch that I love. And if worse comes to worse, I'll pay two, 300 bucks, get the new movement, shove it in there, and right. I'm done. Things to keep in mind. So Oris right now, and they're getting better at it, has a 10-year warranty and a 10-year service interval. Omega is now saying eight years or years for their service interval. That's what they're saying. So imagine you could probably that, double that's that. That's if you are <laughs> if the mechanism is working for 24 hours a day for that period of time, right? Yeah. And what and and the most important thing that I said at the very start of that was check mm-hmm. how your watch is performing. If it's performing well and you're getting the maintenance, you can even do a checkup. It doesn't have to mean they have to take the whole thing apart. If they don't do an overhaul and everything's performing fine, there's may not there may be the argument to say I don't actually have to bring it into servicing, especially when you're talking about watches that are not tens of thousands or thousands and thousands of dollars, right? So that's that's an important piece I think that important takeaway when it comes to to servicing. So that, that and I know I didn't go that much into depth of servicing, but I think that's important. Consider, do you have an in-house movement? Does it have to go back to the factory? Make sure that you take it to someone who can work on that movement. ETAs can be worked on any, any common watchmaker. Anything in-house, make sure that you're going to a dealer who can work on that movement. And of course, if you're dealing with something that's ultra-accurate, chronometer-certified, and you're dealing with that precision you're trying to get, you're going to have to maybe swallow the pill and say, I need to consider service costs when buying a watch. And I think we went into that when, when mm-hmm. buying a watch, what to look out for episode. So that's my my point when it comes to servicing. I, for example, many old watches or many Seikos, and I'm never going to get those service for what? <laughs> um, for what? Well, if they well if they break, well, what are you going to do? Change the movement by uh, get really? another okay. movement and get it installed. Call. Okay. You know, wouldn't you? If your Seiko the six R thirty five, how much that that movement now? A couple hundred bucks. Uh, you think you you think you would do something like that yourself? Meaning that kind of. Uh... But even then, you go, you buy it on eBay or whatever it is, bring it to your watchmaker and say, right. my watch is dead, here's a new movement. They'll just pop it out, pop it in, it out. zip it up, and zip yeah, it okay, out. I guess that's a good point, yeah, sure. That yeah, makes sense. As opposed to saying, I'm going to pay two, $300 for him to take that whole movement apart. Makes you think of that, what is that Toyota Yaris engine that you could buy for 800 bucks <laughs> and just like shove it in the yeah, car? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you yeah, know, for that car, Yaris maybe you're like, yeah. like that. It was like 1200 bucks Canadian oh, yeah. for a new engine. Oh my god! <laughs> and cars are different because you have to get somewhere. But if your watch dies, yeah. you're like, eh, I'll just wait till it's the a, a good point. Yeah, I, I think also uh, it'd be a good rule of thumbs yeah. for when you go vintage. Have like a ten percent contingency of the value right. of the watch for maintenance <laughs> and or repairs. If you go into the yeah yeah, depending if you go and there's some places they go box paper certified. Here's the new movement warranty. Then you're okay. Then you may consider okay, I'm not going to need servicing for a while. But again, vintage, most of the movements, unless you're going some crazy old chronographs, I know. pretty but simple. Like, uh, but, Even an old but Rolex 603 is a very simple right? movement to It was service. about $2,000, uh, more or less, the watch. And like, uh, 
the yeah. kernel function, uh, the subdial for the minute was like jumping. It was like one, three, <laughs> five, and I had yeah. just to have it serviced, right? And it cost me right. three hundred and twenty bucks. So there you go. So that made sense. Yeah, you right? got something without uh, guarantee. Movement, you kind of yeah. have. Yeah, to no, they, 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 they paid for it. Cover it. Right? The, the so, so they paid for it. They paid for they it. Paid but for so it didn't so like cost me that amount. But if you buy vintage, that's something you have to under. Uh, Take in consideration, right? I was I was working with a uh, right. well-known chef was Time Titans, right, in Portland. They're well-known yeah. in the uh, vintage uh, sphere. Right. But if you work with someone that maybe not as known or doesn't offer any uh, warranty for their purchases, right? Because the way that Time Titans work is they do testing and they're verifying in-house, but they don't touch movement. They don't. They don't need to be touched. And Roadhouse. But you know what you just described is exactly yeah. what I was saying. You did it because something mm -hmm. was wrong with the watch. But it's, Now, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. That's when I would take it in. Now, some people may be like, hmm, it's time. It's three years. Let's go do a full servicing. Take apart the whole movement. It might be like, you know yeah. what? If there's nothing wrong with it, leave it alone. Oil it a little yeah. bit and let kind it Kind of like going. when we went to uh, um, uh, our local dealer, right? The Omega dealer, Dominic's. And I was like, hey, I've had my yeah. uh, Omega for three years now. Should I bring like, it? No. He goes, no. And, you, and, it's, and you bought it directly from good. AD? Yeah. He goes, you're the only <laughs> owner? Yeah. He goes, no, no, no. You yeah. need to do that. <laughs> All exactly. right. Perfect. So that's those are my covering for protect preventative maintenance and watch and servicing. Those are what my ideas were. If you have anything, just let me let us know, guys uh, and gals out um, there. Yeah. Where are we going next? Are we going to how we're going to work on it? With what kind of tools? I, I was going to say, Dimitri? I, I want to. I think I should touch a bit on cleaning your watch first, and then go into the tools a little bit. Make sure? sense? Oh yeah. no, sorry. Yes. Yes. So, absolutely. Um, cleaning a watch is actually. Pretty inexpensive, and you you can get most things you need to be able to clean your watch properly at home very very easily. And you know what? To be honest, most of you probably already have all of the necessary items that you need to be able to clean. Some your watch. spit. So it's <laughs> some spit. Some spit. You need to have Except some pliers, a uh, crowbar. Carl, timeout. What else? <laughs> um, a pressure washer. Exactly. <laughs> Stay the fuck away from Honestly, my watches. All you really need to 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 kind of just take care of your watch and clean it properly. And I'm talking. I'm going to start first with the dial and the case. Uh, you just need to have a microfiber cloth, something that you have for your laptop screen or for your iPhone or for your glasses, uh, something that's very, very light and a very soft material that gets into the little crevasses and doesn't scratch at all the, any, any glass or anything that it touches. Uh, also, mm. maybe get a toothpick to kind of you know get out, the, get out of the wrist cheese or grime. Mm. From all of the hard to get areas, and you also need a toothbrush with a like a very soft toothbrush, even used one actually good because it's going to be extra soft. Soft uh, enough. If you want to yeah, go for a little bit of higher quality, you can buy like a professional, not a professional, but like a specialized type of a brush. That's a, um, I think uh, they would call I, them. I, I, like you know a, what? I'm sure Houdinki have one that's like two hundred bucks. <laughs> US. <laughs> well, honestly, they don't have to be 200 bu uh, bucks, but they they I mean, tools are more expensive, like a uh, watch band tools and so on. Did but the brush could be Did you are you going to mention the, the the brush I sent you? Uh, I did not see what you sent me, so I'm not going to mention it. Oh, no, no so not mentioning There's a brand. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's called uh, Max Wilsdorf. Okay. Okay. Makes you think of Hans Wilsdorf. It comes from Germany. They're great. They're not expensive. The only problem is that shipping is very expensive. Uh, <laughs> it's like 35 or 50. I don't know how much it is if you could check on the, what you're looking at, Dimitri, right now. But Max Wilsdorf, they have cleaning products, which comes with a... It's like a pen that has the brush on it. And then yeah, you just press it, a button and the soap comes out. It's like a whole... It's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's on a dicky, yeah. And, yeah. How, and how much it's, is shipping? It's, like 
it's you, crazy. Uh, Hodinki also it's, has. Sorry, go I, ahead. I was, I, I was about to say it's uh, it's like oh, sixty ahead, bucks then. US plus like the yeah. one and everything. I think, I mean, for me personally, I think it's a little bit of an overkill, right? Because at the end of the day, right, you can just buy yourself like a, a two dollar. A toothbrush and, and just use that. <laughs> just make sure it's the soft one, so that you don't scratch. Bad for you, one that's really soft and shitty on your teeth, but good uh, for absolutely. your teeth. Absolutely, and you know what? To be honest, uh, some metals and maybe like for example, my Hesalite on my Speedmaster, right? It's a pretty soft material. So, like if you get a hard, soft, a hard toothbrush, it it might potentially have micro scratches on your on your watch, right? Even even a highly polished material can be scratched with a toothbrush if it's not soft enough. Like if you were really worried about it, you can just go buy go go to like a Home Depot and buy yourself like a a, a specific uh, they call them a detail brush or yeah not a toothbrush but a detail brush. There's a brand actually on Hodinki also. It's called Cape Cod Detail Brush. I'm sure it costs a bit more, but you know it's noticeable. It's kind of like you know the the brushes people use for their shoes. It will have like the the the, the bristles themselves are like brownish beige mm. color. So just get that. And that will never damage anything on your watch, and it's gonna get the job done easily. So there's no need to to. to I've, been, I've, been, yeah. I've been talking about Cape Cod for. Remember, I was about the yeah. polishing of the watches. Yeah. Right? They also sell oh, yeah. chips. So yeah. you guys oh, are yeah. like Cape Cod yeah, chips. What is that? Make it seems like Cape Cod does a lot of <laughs> things. This is bread right? called Cape Everything Cod. Is Cape Cod. <laughs> uh, so you know, those those are the first. Also, one one trick I also use uh, just to, to, for people on the bracelet. You, Dimitri was talking about a toothpick that works well. If you're really like, oh, I don't know what to use here, use a Q-tip. Oh, yeah. Use a cotton pad that you use on your face. With that as soap as well, if you really are scared of, of scratching it, use that. That'll get all the grime yep. and grease out with a good soap. Uh, another thing that they suggest in general is that, like, especially if you have an older watch, uh, get a loop so you can kind of examine the watch before you start cleaning it. Because what if there's a little chip somewhere on the on the glass on the on the, on the, on the crystal? It's possible that maybe that watch is not as waterproof or water resistant as you might like, or my as as the specs suggest. And you want to be a bit more careful, especially at, at the time when you start cleaning it with a with a wipe, because that's another thing, right? Like once you kind of dislodge all of the grime, all of the stuff with a toothbrush and the toothpick, you might want to kind of clean it a little bit with an antibacterial uh, wipe. Uh, there will be damp uh, a little bit, so there's still some moisture that they can get in. So kind of just trying to be make sure that you know you don't wet your uh, your watch too much, especially if it's a vintage watch or yep. a watch that's like a dress watch. So that's kind of like for the case, right? If you if you have a bracelet, you can do the same thing. You can use like a toothpick. You can use a um, uh, you can also use a, a, a microfiber cloth to clean it. Q-tip, Q-tip exactly. Microfiber, but if you can yeah. take the bracelet off, right? And I'm gonna kind of touch on the tools after. If you can uh, take the bracelet off, what you can do is that you can create like a put maybe like a, a warm soapy water into like a like a pl- on a on a pl- like a in a bowl, right? The one they use for cereals, and kind of just soak it in in there. So so that all the grime dislodges, then you just clean it off after. And it's pretty clean. And it's gonna make your watch your bracelet look like new. Do you, do you, are you going to talk? I don't know. I've seen these like they're like sonic baths. Have I, I have this? heard, but no, I wasn't going to talk about them. I because th- I, I I'm kind of like novice yeah. at this, so I'm I'm not uh, I'm not trying yeah. to. But yeah, it's like the bu- the budget. There's tools oh, out yeah. there for everything. We're saying, by the way, you can go buy some crazy kit. The bath he just said. There's baths you could take, and it uses uh, sonic waves to shock essentially the vibrate the dirt out of the the actual. Yeah. Sp- that can help, or that's you can just put it in soap and do right? it yourself. That's those some, kind of things. I have yeah, hell, yeah. a professional <laughs> tool. Anything anything. From like a 22nd century technology is probably going to be expensive. But wait till you start talking about tools. I saw oh some God, that yeah. were ridiculous, and expensive tools, yeah. kits. I, I kind of split, yeah, but I kind of split tools into three separate uh, price categories. So cleaning is yeah. this. Uh, uh, you can also get the sonic baths. 
You can also just uh, be efficient and just put your put your watch on when you go to take a shower, right? And then just take your take a shower well, and you wash it. It's, it's called the one stop shop method. <laughs> one stop shop, one stop shower. <laughs> do you take your watches only when, when I'm in drunk. the shower, Carl? <laughs> oh yeah, hey, okay. man, I love you so much, watch. Uh, no, I, I do not. I do not. I the the, the I don't even. Never? Okay. Uh, I remove my watch when I do the dishes. Even the pelagas. You remove your watch yeah, when you do the dishes? Right. I, I actually, sometimes when I, yeah, I, I, I mostly when I'm like, okay, I have a lot of dishes and I have to, I have to uh, wash, the, wash the dishes, I remove them. But, yeah, but not you're, like, you're, you're, not you're a speedmaster owner, so you have to. I, 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 I have washed dishes <laughs> so, with my speedmaster. And it's I, not I, working anymore. <laughs> I, I, I get I get Dimitri because he's a little meow meow. But you, Carl, you're like talking <laughs> you about me? Thro- <laughs> me meow meow. <laughs> what the hell is that? And then, <laughs> what is exactly that? Meow meow. And then, and then Carl, Carl's like throwing his watches down so, the so stairs. The thing, is, so the thing fucking is, destroying it because no, 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 no. Let me take it off before I do these dishes. I just cut my all, watch all, in all half. The, all the damage I do to my watches is <laughs> by accident, right? At, at, at least, right? Well, Is it of like, course. Oh, I was doing like, God. I don't know, I was ziplining and I destroyed my watch. No. <laughs> right? So, like, I dropped the watch by mistake into a staircase. I hit it on the on my desk at work. Uh, that's the type of thing I do, right? I... Uh, that that's Carl. It's like, what happened to your watch? He goes, oh man, I was in this game of hide and seek. Oh, I totally <laughs> I, hit my watch. I got shot <laughs> in the watch. Got, some guys, oh, I lost it as a police officer. I got shot. What about you? Oh, I was playing, uh, you know, ring around the rosy, and I fucking broke so, my watch. Uh, I was doing karate against so, some of these. They're kids so bad. The I win all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my watch is broken. Yeah. So. uh and uh, so yeah, that's it. That, this is about cleaning. I don't know if guys uh, you wanna you wanna uh, Carl, would you wanna go talk about your stuff? Because I I have tools that I want to talk go, about. Go with also. tools. I'll finish with storage and transport tools. Okay. Uh, so tools, uh, and I'm talking about there's so many different types of tools, right? You can have basic tools that you need to first of all, let's say, swap watch bands or uh, you know take out <coughs> links on the bracelet. Uh, those are, let's say, basic, I would say, I would call them basic tools that you need to kind of, um, for every watch owner, I think it's it's pretty important to have some of those. You can also have tools that are kind of more of an enthusiast watchmaker tools, right? So you can get things that allow you to open up case backs. Uh, you have tools that allow you to kind of remove uh, movements from the, from the watches. You can also have tools like... Um, uh, I forget what the name of the devices that allows you to measure, let's say, how precise your watch is. A lot of YouTube uh, reviewers mm, have. Um, yeah, it's a time uh, In French, it's it vernier. <laughs> vernier, okay. I've, so it, it is a it, it's a time grapher mm. on the. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jody uh, has like in every video because he's always uh, checking every single watch he gets. They all do. Yeah. So, I, I would say like for somebody who is just buying, you know, one of their first watches, I would say use a. Uh, just buy a set on Amazon because Amazon, you can go and search for watchmaker tools. You can find something within 20 bucks and the selection is pretty decent. You can buy all kinds of different tools that you need. Uh, you will need like a spring bar tool. You will need like a, um, maybe a little micro screwdriver that allows you to remove links if there's screw on, screw in links. Uh, and you can also have push pins tools. Or, uh, so all of that is going to be available uh, uh, in that set, if you buy on Amazon, twenty bucks will get you a decent set. The downside is that they're all made in the same uh, Chinese warehouse, just marketed the yeah, differently a little bit. So, 
uh, for that price, they're not necessarily going to be very high quality. And I, because I, I, I own one of those. It's wor- it works. It's decent. Uh, but to be honest, uh, let's say it's it's the metal quality is not very good. The plastic, like you know, um, there's a piece of plastic, and I think it's called. Um, uh, one second. <laughs> so, I, so, I like that. Uh, like for twenty bucks, it's okay. Like rating from zero to ten, meh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's a there's a like there's a tool that that's called the it's like a bracelet holder. So when you remove links from the bracelet, it's it's like a plastic tool that you put it on. It's a bracelet holder. Uh, it kind of locks your bracelet in place, and it's easy to remove all the links from it when it's sideways. Uh, yeah. You know, you can get all of that as for like twenty bucks on Amazon. Honestly, it's going to do the job. Uh, not going to be the su- super high quality, especially I think when it comes to getting a, a, a spring bar tool. There are two types. There's a basic spring bar tool that kind of looks almost like a tweezer. Well, sorry, there's a spring bar tool that looks like a screwdriver. So it's just uh, so one side you kind of have to pry it from uh, pry the spring bar from one side and pull it out. It's a bit. It's not super easy. You kind of have to get used to do it. Uh, there's a big chance of also scratching your bracelet if you if you if you don't do it properly. Uh, there is another one that's a bit more expensive. It's it looks like a tweezer. So I think it's called it's called a spring bar tweezer tool, whatever. I think Kevin, you have one of those, right? So it's it's it I also do. probably won't work in all situations, but when it does, it will work better because it's not going to maybe increase the risk of scratching your bracelet as much. So those things, I think, are important to buy of a better quality than other div- other things. And I say that because I have I have a spring bar tool that I purchased on this, as part of this Amazon uh, pack. It's okay. The metal is nice, but it's a little bit too soft of a metal. And because I've used it on uh, multiple occasions at this point... It's it, it became dull and also bent a little bit. So like now that it's bent, especially there's one one side of it that's a little bit bent, it's just it's barely noticeable, but it is bent. If you don't place it properly, you can easily scratch the bracelet as you remove uh, a spring bar. And at the same time, because my Speedmaster came with a bracelet and a Velcro and a NATO strap, it also came by, came with a spring bar tool. And that spring bar tool, the metal itself, it's like titanium. So right. I honestly only use that thing because it's just it, that metal is like indestructible and it, it's super sharp, super thin, and very precise. Uh, I would recommend maybe spending a bit more money and getting that nicer spring bar tool. Uh, so the one I have, which I really recommend, is called the Bergeon six seven six seven. Not Berger, not Bergeron. It's Bergeon. Okay, I forgot. There's there's no R at the end. I thought there was. I was oh, yeah, reading. Sh- I was like, oh no, shit, it's not Bergeron. Right. Yeah, Bergeon. And the, the one I have is a 6767. You can get it on Amazon. I think this was about 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. And then what you do is that as the, as the tip's dull, you can just order yeah. new tips. I think they're like $15 on Amazon exactly. You just screw them off and then you throw yeah. them out and you get another one and you just screw it right I on. have the so, same excellent I tool. I have the same, the same kind of style tool, but it's from Amazon. And those tips are bent. Like they're not straight. As you screw them on, it, it's kind of like it's, it kind of bends to the side. Yeah. It's okay. It works, but it's very, very okay. Uh, it's funny. I wonder if you could buy the Bergeron, Bergeron tips and put them on your, your spring bar tool. But anyway, mine is, I'm really happy with it. It's very, very good uh, quality. It's funny you say very, it's, yeah. it is Bergeron and I was actually looking at it. It's just, I, I guess my brain, because we're in Quebec, kind of made an association with that being like a Bergeron. Yeah, yeah. there's names to that. Yeah. Uh, but there's a website called eslinger.com 
So they sell yeah, they sell a lot, a lot of watch parts. parts, and you can buy any kinds of tools you want. But those are tailored to more of a, like a watch enthusiast professional level. So there's a lot of really expensive stuff. You can buy a lot of any kind of Bergeron tool you want, and I would suggest kind of checking them out. But those those will be on more of a, an expensive side. If you want to get some uh, some inexpensive but like a, a ready-made uh, a set of anything that you need as a beginner watch enthusiast, go to any website that sells watch straps and go to the accessory section and buy from there. I think I have uh, I have a spring bar tool from a, an Amazon seller, but I also have a spring bar tool that I bought on bartonwatchstraps.com, right? It's a, it's also not super expensive, but it's ma- a lot more, it's, it's much more better quality than the basic stuff you get on Amazon. So if you don't want to spend like 50, 60 yeah. bucks on just that, just go and buy it like on a, on a Barton watch strap or, you know, any Uncle Seiko or, you know, strap code probably have accessories in the website and then you can just buy from there directly. Yep. Uh, last advice. thing I would say, again, for somebody who is a beginner, uh, get yourself, especially if you want to change links on a bracelet, there's different types of links, right? You have screw-on links, that's, those are the best, those are the easiest ones to replace. You just get a micro screwdriver and just unscrew them, take them out. You don't even need to buy specific screwdrivers for uh, uh, for your watch, right? You can just go to Home Depot and buy micro screwdrivers. They, they sell them everywhere. There's a set, they're cheap. Even Amazon says, has, right. I think I bought it from my computer because it has like micro little screws in there. So I use that, and it's, it works also for uh, for watches. But if you have push pins, uh, you need to have a very small hammer, uh, preferably plastic on one side, just so that you can kind of knock them out of place. Uh, don't use a regular hammer; <laughs> they're heavy. They will damage Only your bracelet. sledgehammers. You you can have that, but there also comes on in these kits as well. You'll see it. It's normally like a device where you can put your bracelet on it. And then you kind of like turn this piece of plastic, and then the yeah. pin goes forward. And if you line that up right with the pin, it'll and you turn it, it'll put some pressure. It'll pop that pin right out. Yeah. That's also another way. But most of the time, you can also hammer it out, like you, Dimitri just. Described. And uh, I didn't mention that one because I it also came as part of my uh, my basic watch uh, tool set. The problem is that that one was the worst piece of all of the equipment that came in there. It was so bent. Oh yeah, yeah the like, plastic. As you're like, so the way it is is like the plastic is that you attach the push, uh, the tip in the in the plastic, and you kind of as you screw it on, screw yeah. it on, it's supposed to go and push the pin out, right? The thing is, that's right. The, when it attaches to the to the device, uh, the pin itself it doesn't attach straight. So as you screw it on, it goes up and down, left and right. So it moves, wiggles around, right? No, oh my so god. So it's yeah, impossible yeah, exactly. to use it. No, you have to bend it, really force it in there, and then turn it, and it gives you the right pressure to pop it out. But you know, if you're careful and you take a light hammer, like Dimitri said, that also comes with a kit and those like those 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 yeah. pins to yeah. push them out. You just hammer it lightly, yeah. and it will come right out, no problem. Yeah, yeah. So that's it, uh, pretty much for uh, tools. Uh, this is enough for any basic. I'm Very not going to you know the the watch enthusiast stuff because I don't think that. I mean, I'm not at least doing this, but you know, if you want to go and check out the stuff, go to slanger.com. They have all kinds of watchmaker tools. You can find devices that allow you to right. take out the case back, the devices that allow you to take out the movements and such. Uh, and you can get to things to remove the crystal, yeah. things to remove the hands, things to pop them back in. You can see all of yeah. this kind of stuff. Um, but also, buyer beware when we're talking about maintenance. If you're not trained, you're not, you know, make sure you can go mess with a watch yeah. that you're willing to break. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and way. honestly, and uh, willing to scratch. And, and, and last thing, just last thing to say is if you are unsure, just take it to your to, to your servicer. Uh, just go to, take it to a dealer. They will do it for you for very cheap, even sometimes for free. So, yeah. Absolutely. 
Very good. So that was really good about like the different types of tools, cleaning your watch after this maintenance and service. So how about you, Carl? You're going to talk to us about how we transport, how yeah, we take so care storage of this and transport. spa day. Um, I'll go quickly on some stuff because it's pretty straightforward and I'll go a bit more into details, especially winders because there's a lot of those things uh, available. Um, so for storage, I think there's the uh, classic, the good old watch box. Uh, I think Dima just bought one recently as well. So it could be for two, four, six, eight, probably more than that. There's a glass on top and it, for, for a, a pallet, and it probably uh, like just open right, like a like a chest. Um, there's multiple version of those, right? Uh, there's better and and there's worse one. There's I think if you have like given uh, a lot of watches, you need the stackable ones, <laughs> right? And sometimes they may be called trays, so it could be be a watch tray, right? Because it isn't uh, close, so it's not be gonna watch box. Uh, but yeah, if you can stack them and if they fit neatly on the pallets, like given needs, those are the best. Uh, especially for at home. Um, yeah. yeah, I was about to say. I think what's good about those. I think what's good about those trays. I like it. It's well as well as they're good yeah, for storage yeah, because they're stackable. I was about to ask that. Uh, do you other. know what's the branded one you have? Oh, it's a wolf. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, wolf. wolf is like the brand. Yeah, it's a like wolf eighteen thirty four. They do. They do a lot of stuff for watches. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and they're and very good quality. Can attest, Dimitri. Yeah, has I think that we rolled, got him that at some really point. Nice, but I got I ordered something. Speaking of that, and the reason is because uh, Kim is in Florida. Uh, who I'm, in, I'm meeting tomorrow. I sent her. I bought a watch roll, not a a roll, not a sorry, not There's a travel roll. What do you call rolls. that? Um, so okay. Soft roll. So the, okay. I ordered a soft roll from Hemel. So it's sheepskin and the inside's super soft and it's really soft, supple mm. leather and has like a Velcro strap around it. So yeah. I ordered it because I could avoid all the shipping. Everything is... So I just sent it to the States. So I got that. So I, I, she got it. Yeah. I'm going to... I'll uh, tell you about it. It's uh, the, uh, maybe it's a follow-up to this episode. Uh, I'll send a picture and post it. <laughs> yeah. But sheepskin is very soft. It's like that, you know, like that sheer, that think of think of ja- jacket. <laughs> it's even softer. Oh, it's even better. He went through his uh, bar. He went through his um, his. Uh, what is it called? No, what's this? It's called the the circumcision for Jew- the, Yeah, I think it's just called circumcision. The, the uh, chop chop. The moil. Event. The moil does it. <laughs> chop chop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Snip, exactly. Snip chops. <laughs> um, so that's the like the box, that's the storage at home. I think that's the easiest way. There's the trays that Kevin has, and there's like the box itself that can close. Uh, the trays, there's a lot more dust than the box. I think that's a big difference that you need to see. But with the rate that you change watches, Kevin, I'm pretty sure they don't have any dust on them, right? You change watch multiple times a day. So uh, that's pretty good. And your warehouse is pretty clean as well. Um, on the other side, the what? Yeah. <laughs> Very clean. I keep, I keep, I keep, I keep, I keep uh, a tight, <laughs> like a tight shop. You know, you know I run like a tight the, shop. Those, uh, you know? <laughs> medical warehouse, everything is white. People are wearing like full suits, like asthma suits. <laughs> the s- yeah. Sign in, sign out. Yeah. It's like a lab in resident in TV Vietnam. shows, like, right? It's like really <laughs> not in real life. Uh, there's no, there's no motor oil on the floor. Where is the motor oil? <laughs> it's not a real warehouse with no motor oil. You have to do this for the cameras. <laughs> what cameras? <laughs> what are you talking uh, about? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, on the Shh, other watch. spectrum of that, on, on the at-home at um, storage, the winders, uh, Kevin did talk a little bit about them earlier. Um, there's a lot of variation of winders, a lot of quality and a lot of um, 
some of them are like for the sparkle and the luxury and other of them are really just so they watch don't lose their power <clears throat> you can you can find them in single double triple four packs six packs eight packs and after that there's even cabinet categories so that's going for 12 24 36 48 winders in the same uh setup uh wolf uh, like we're saying it's a big brand in that also for all type of uh, winders so they go from 260 bucks all the way to one hundred and fourteen thousand dollars um so you know we could buy like a car like a luxury car or a watch winders you can buy like 15 <laughs> cars <laughs> uh but within those things there's uh, three main uh, version of watch winders so there's a pre-program the pre-program is what everyone will take about a watch winder it's pretty much a small box and you put your watch in it and there's like two button right there's an on off and maybe not all of them a direction choice so clockwise counterclockwise some of them, if they're a bit more fancy, uh, bi-directional. So they're, they're going to vary between going clockwise and counterclockwise over time. Um, the thing with the pre-programmed version is they'll give you a TPD rating. So that's a turn per day. And it's always an estimation, right? Because I know that that motor will turn X amount of time for X amount of power. So let's say some um, uh, winders will tell you they have a 900 TPD. So it's going to be around that. It's not precise. It, does your watch need as much winding like Kevin was saying? Maybe not. Or maybe sometimes it's too low for some uh, movement as well, right? Because there's winders that go all the way to 2,000 uh, TPDs. <clears throat> so right. the pre-program one is the, the basic one. That's what the one you can find for 260 bucks. Uh, I think that's more for a wow effect, right? Um, after that, there's the if there's the pre-program one, there's the pro- programmable one. Uh, so those winders, as the name suggests, you can program pretty much to any specification needed for a specific watch. So they can come in singular and even in kits that you can like link one next to the other. So you only have one plug and they pour all the, uh, all of them with the same outlet. Although they'll come in packs like a double, uh, a triple, a uh, quadruple, stuff like that, right? All the way to cabinets. Um, so the thing that you can program with those things is, for example, the TPD, so the turn per day can go all the way down, for example, 300 a day uh, or 1200 if you need. Uh, once again, it depends on your movement, uh, what direction, uh, you can even save uh, now t- today. Uh, Wolf especially offer a power reserve saving function. So let's say that you have a, a watch with a seventy-hour power reserve, right? One of those big monster movement. Well, the Black yeah, Bay fifty-eight, anyway. seventy hours. I know. Dimas, I, uh, I, I'm just saying because like, most movement. of them are thirty-six hours. I, I was, I'm joking. Well, okay, let's say that the shit. big pilot with the the full week, right? <laughs> Seven-day power reserve. Seven-day, yes. The yeah, Panerai, so. eight-day, yeah. 50, or the Hublot yeah. 50 day. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one that Which you, exists. you have to click a button yeah. to, to go half beat, right? My say, my 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 Castle G-Shock is a five year movement. Okay, it, it doesn't even need to move. <laughs> it's not a movement. Yeah. Uh, so those programmable winders that offer that power reserve saving function will uh, pretty much let you choose how much time that you want the the winder to work and how much time off, pretty much, and when he's gonna pick it back up. So let's say you have like that seven day power reserve, right? You go, okay, you need to wind it for an hour, right? And you know, after an hour of movement in like, let's say both, both direction, it's fully wound. After that, you can tell the, the winder not to move for five days. And after that five day to pick it back up. So that way it's, you, you go right. through more of the movement. You let the chance of the spring to unwind itself and get it tight all the way back up. So it's more of a natural, um, let's say movement of the, uh, the power reserve for that watch and that movement. And all those information, technically, watch uh, ADs should be able to supply them to you. So what kind of TPD you need, what kind of uh, um, off and on period you need, and all those things. So 
that's like when you were saying earlier that uh, the winders can always like overwind your watch. Yes and no. Like now you can pay for one that is gonna do not gonna do that, and a programmable one now they start for around like four to five hundred bucks. So it's double the price of the other one, but it's not too too bad either, right? If you have one of those big watch that you don't want to wind <laughs> ever. I was just talking about like bicompacts or like uh, annual calendar, um, perpetual calendar, those type of guys, right? I, I wouldn't want to do, like do anything with those watches. So the third version, because it, there's even better than the programmable one, it's the app control winder. So uh, as the name suggests, once again, it's oh controlled God. by your phone, by your computer, or by anything else that can con connect to Bluetooth. Um, so those winders are mainly only found in safes and cabinets. And the reason that they can be app control, it's because you don't want them, uh, you don't need to, you don't want to open your safe every time you want to change some specification on some winders. If you do, uh, with app control, you can even like put like into your phone like the fake cabinet with images of all your watches spinning at, at the real time and all those things. You can control a lot of things, and you can even control uh, like a, a readiness level. So let's say that uh, you want one of your watch to be ready just before your your date night. You can say to your with, within the app control to that winder to I want that watch to be at seventy percent full of power at five p.m. tonight, and the winder is going to do his work. So when you pick it up, you know it's pretty much good to go uh, as well, right? So that's another level, but the app control one, it's like you need to buy a safe that's like $50,000 <laughs> just to get to that level of uh, control on your winders. Um, so that's pretty much all the categories of winders you can get. Uh, the first one is really just maybe for show. The second one is maybe when you want to take care of your watch, but you don't want to uh, put the time and all this information into it. And the app control is when you're rich and you need a cabinet for all your Richard Mill. Uh, that's the only... <laughs> Way I can take, <laughs> and that cabinet is also in a safe. It, it is a safe because it's Richard Mille. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, no. in a in, in a, a cave, cave. No, in a safe. <laughs> and Batman is it is, is and, protected and like, by guards. We were talking about yeah, who have lasers on Wolf top of and them. Uh, Wolf even offer fully bespoke uh, safe, like inside out leather and all this specification. Do you want drawers? They they even have like uh, ingot uh, like foam, so you can put your gold bars. <laughs> into your safe next to your watches <laughs> it's wow. not even a joke it's cool. what they offer on their website right uh, so. you know think of it you're Total yeah. Wolf you're, from Mercedes I think oh, this is the only sure, for brand sure. I'm buying you, you, you own <laughs> stocks for sure obviously <laughs> yeah just for the name. anything namesake, that yeah. has the word wolf in it I, you would be buying right or Toto. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> must Toto. be. I must be a big fan of the band. Yeah. Like the toilets. <laughs> oh, I was going to say the music or band. Or the toilets. <laughs> the music it's band. The two the things. Toilets. Maybe it's the same guys. <laughs> they diversified into exactly. uh, different businesses. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think like if one day I, I get the million dollar uh, or I win lottery, I could get my, see myself getting in one of those safe just because it's nice, right? You, you talk with people about your watches and you go and you open your safe and they're all there. Uh, but that's... that. Would you keep it at home? Sorry? And you would keep that safe at home, right? So every time somebody robs your house, they're like, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to take out. <laughs> Just take well, the safe. The, yeah, <laughs> well, the smallest... Yeah, the smallest yeah, safe that Wolf like sells is like 300 kilograms. <laughs> exactly. And plus, if you start adding like Home Alone <laughs> yeah. booby traps all over the place, then it makes it like a uh, bitch yeah, to so move that, that safe. Oh yeah, it's true. I, I'm just looking it up. It's 331 kilograms. But they have oh the one God. that goes all the way to a yeah, thousand kilograms. By the way, with that price, the shipping is included when you look into it. So that's cool. <laughs> uh, because you need a, like a freight truck. 
<laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not Purulator is going to ship you that. No way. So oh, um, after the winder, yes. Imagine Intercom struggling. Just about these safes. Safe. <laughs> but just just one thing about these safes. Is there built-in tracking systems? I'm pretty. I'm. Just I'm pretty sure like, they can do yeah, that. But I'm pretty sure like, there's some like safe company that they're sure that people won't be able to steal it. That they uh, like, if the, if your safe disappear, we'll pay the content or some type of policy. But also, I also know there's a lot of safe. I also know there's a lot of safe company so. who bolt their safe within like a concrete block under the safe, right? So it's the weight of the safe. <laughs> no, but that's it. If you look, let's be honest. If you attach it into the mm-hmm. concrete of like the frame of the house. No. There's no moving that safe yeah. without starting to jackhammer stuff, right? And then you're making yeah. a shit ton uh, of noise, and yeah. Because I wonder, if, like, there must be like for ninety. Some of these are ninety thousand dollars. I imagine there's some kind of like, det- yo, there's tiles. You could say, hey, I lost my keys or my wallet. You could find them. <laughs> they can't find this fucking safe. <laughs> Three hundred kilogram safe. <laughs> it's got my gold bars. Where's my detector? Where's my boomerang uh, on this shit? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's pretty impressive what they guarantee their safes for. Like, uh, it's fire yeah. resistant. Up to 120 minutes, meaning, uh, and it will keep like the temperature inside during the fire will stay no higher than 170 degrees Celsius. And it says paper burns at 232, so your pre- documents will be safe during the fire. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's also water resistant. Uh, f- it doesn't say how long, but it, there's water resistance. It's pretty yeah. cool. I mean, you you pay you pay. For I have a firebox, but I bought a firebox as well. It was about it was 150 <laughs> bucks for two. Mm-hmm. But it's like the size of a shoebox. Like it's pretty, but it, mine is a, it also is like that. It it won't melt. It will only start, it, uh, the yeah. contents won't <laughs> burn at past a certain amount of time. Like the, the walls could burn, but my documents mm-hmm. and birth certificates should okay, like okay. that are in there, right? And my, of course, my, you know, <laughs> gold damn. bars and Nazi <laughs> of course, documentation, yeah. of course. All your Nazi memorabilia, yeah. <laughs> God damn. Uh, uh, <laughs> From my uh, <laughs> numerous adventures <laughs> as a, like a Indiana Jones. Yeah, sure. uh, funny of enough, I was talking with my, um, my insurance company to insure my watches and like my stuff in my house. And, you know, they told me, oh, you have to keep all the documents for your, like, uh, the value of your um, purchases and all those things. I was like, yeah, but if the house burns down, like, what happened, right? They're like, you can always buy a safe, but like the uh, good yeah. old trick is the uh, freezer uh, on your fridge. It's the last thing that's going to burn in a house. It's always like that. So it was like, you can always, right. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to start, do you, do you know how many watch documents I have? <laughs> I need another freezer for that shit. <laughs> I know, no, I know. but I, I know, digitized I know, I know. all that shit. Uh, yeah, but yeah, fine. okay, digitize so last thing is going to be a, a quick one on this one, to transport your watch. Uh, so the options are pretty much endless on this one, right? If you have pockets, you can transport your watch. If you have two wrists, you can have two watch <laughs> with you at all time. Um, <laughs> but I know that Kevin... Uh, I think I got you a couple Christmas back, like a, a soft roll, right? It was like a tarp. It was blue, I think. Uh, so that's yeah. one version. Yeah. It's like this yeah, beautiful that, vegan version, with suede that, inside. That's the, that's very nice. Let's yeah. say the uh, Canvas. watch roll that's also not not protecting your watch too much, right? Maybe against scratches, but not him back. Uh, yes, Dima? Very portable. Uh, yeah, I, I also have like a one of those soft... Uh, yeah. watch rolls I, I bought it like the first thing I bought when I had my first Seiko's I went to Barton watch brands and I bought yeah. it there it was like super yeah. inexpensive and it's canvas it's it's nice <laughs> wax yeah it waxed canvas, canvas. It's, a tarp. Exactly. it's it's nice inexpensive and uh, and it does the job yeah f- for me for sure for sure you say that for you it's like uh, straight to the point no nonsense it's like one one of them has your watch the other one has like your AK-47 you know <laughs> like in the movies <laughs> 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 
Um, so wow. the other version of that is the uh, let's say the hard shell uh, watch, watch roll. Like I have one that from Triple uh, Three. Uh, that's pretty basic, pretty cheap, but does the work. Uh, so this one's a bit Triple a bit X. better against the uh, let's say the impact, right? If you drop that, it's a bit better than the soft one. You uh, don't scratch, but still they split in half. Um, so if I could give anyone um, like a buying tip for th- those one, um, if you can go and get the just the, like second grade version, the one that the like foam in it can clip so it doesn't move, that's better because when I put mine in my backpack, let's say my travel luggage and stuff like that, so I, I open it and my watches have spin in it, right? So some of them are like facing down, other ones are facing up. Uh, so that's good because it, the mo- mo- movement is working, but that's kind of always shitty because I never look at my watches when I open it. So like, get that one that's cost like twenty five dollars more and that clips in it, right? So it doesn't move around. Wow. Also, okay. I know there's some version now that uh, the like hard shell is like uh, a modular one, so you can even add more and more watches into it. And one of those clip could even be a jewelry uh, box, so it's a zipper, it's a small bag, pretty much that clips in it. Uh, so that's be a right. So it's always like, because the one thing you mentioned about the roll, yep. the flexible roll, the soft roll, mm-hmm. is that the watch is touching itself, right? The back of the watch is touching the the buckle. If it's not a strap, right, that causes scratches. So they go, oh, let's put it on mm-hmm. this pillow. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. And then, okay, make sure that they're separated yep. so they don't touch each other, right? Mm-hmm. It's always that. It's just keeping it as intact. Yep. And so as, the, the rolls, the two versions, I think, are the most popular one uh, as a, like, a hole, but there's also like the watch case. I own one of those. It's like a pretty much like a hard bag with a zipper. Opens like a wallet, pretty much. Uh, there's like there one for a single watch. Right. Two, I have a four. I know that I do six and eight even now. Uh, that's good. But the thing is, if you have like one with bracelets, so they'll the bracelets will be rubbing behind the watch when you put it in, into those things, right? So that's not the best, right. but I f- I feel that. Those are the best one for uh, like putting them in luggage because they're pretty flat and they give you more protection than your soft rolls. Uh, so for me, that's a like, yes. What about what about watch pods? Like they they were all the craze, right? They were very cheap and super good, right? They're like this like pod that like um, they were individual, they were doubles or the third, and literally the brand is called Watch Pod. And they weren't they weren't expensive, but they were also not very yeah. pretty, right? They weren't made I to always, be pretty. They were really like this, like yeah. I always felt like I don't it, even know what they call uh, the same thing as like an eye hand pair of headphones over here. The case, they look really similar to that, the, like a case for a really high hand uh, over ear headphone, like my Audio Technicas. They come in cases oh, like yeah. that, right? That's what you're yeah, saying, like the watch yeah. pods. I feel like they look like that, right? And if you have like a two, it yeah. feel like a. But those are the yes. most functional and most affordable. They're not the prettiest, but like yeah. you come in, it zips your thing closed. It has the it perfect lining. It has the foam yeah. inside. So, you put your watch, it won't get scratched. And it's you can get the single yeah. pods, the double so pods. That's like and the, that's like the thing and the, and the hybrid between the, the um, yeah, the uh, watch uh, hard hard roll and the uh, watch case. Right, it's like an hybrid between those two. Right. It, it is good if for sure. I was about to right. talk about that just before the pouch, but. Uh, but yeah, you pretty much sum okay. it up. <laughs> uh, they do not look nice, though. Uh, yeah, no nonsense. They, they're not. Did somebody say no nonsense? <laughs> it's like, oh yes. <laughs> that's his. That's his like superhero. It's like uh, like super <laughs> no nonsense. <laughs> uh, and the last, the last thing no is for me the the worst one is the watch pouch. Uh, it's like the like soft roll, but 
They look like a pouch. So like if you want, you can put one on your belt and you look like a cowboy. Uh, I, I know you guys are. Early- <laughs> I don't want to be a cowboy. You're one. <laughs> uh, it was like a Seinfeld, right? Uh, no, I don't know. I'm pirate. too young for Seinfeld. You cannot get me there. Really? It's yeah, literally it's on Netflix okay, right now. Still. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, so the watch pouch, as the name says it, it's a, it's a pouch. Uh, it's like worse than a soft roll, so I wouldn't really recommend that for anyone. But if it's part of your aesthetic, go for it. Uh, I think in the transportation space, there's a lot of, it, does that fit my aesthetic? Does that fit my luggage? Does that fit what I want to protrude as a person, right? It's even some, to some extent, that's what the watches are about. So I can understand why some people could buy some version or not. And in transportation, uh, I was looking into, and you know, I, I love Hodiki. They really have some fun stuff, but sometimes I feel that they a bit too intense. And you can have, even have like leather small bag for your spring tools, <laughs> right? Because you're like, for $700. Yeah, this is like 50 bucks. You go, bro, I'll just like well, wrap it into something else, <laughs> right? They really like money. Yeah, they do like money. <laughs> understand that. But, right. to, you know, to any extent, you can even have those things uh, like that. Um, but I wouldn't buy a $50 leather wrapper for my spring bar tool. Like, chill. It, it goes very well with their travel clock. 100%. 100%. Look, it's 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 all luxury, right? Yeah. That way, because... Where is it here? I have a... Oh, yeah. I have a, mm-hmm. a Mont Blanc pen. A beautiful platinum... Uh, Meister struck, but <laughs> this case, <laughs> goddamn, was like two hundred bucks. <laughs> it's just a leather yeah. pouch for a fucking so, pen. But you consider you go, okay, the pen is like six hundred bucks. I'm like, mm. I'm gonna put it in a nice. But um, case. but yeah, so that that was the transport. That was the at home um, uh, storage, and I think that's pretty much everything. But for sure, there's infinite version of those things. So people can always send us pictures of what 100%. their setup is. And bonus point, if you don't have any like me and you just leave your watch on your nightstand when you sleep. (laughs) Shame. 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 So that was great. Thank you. So this is the end of spa day for our watches. Um, the Hamilton, the uh, the MBNF, and the Speedmaster, and the Speedmaster cannot go to Spa because of the steam. <laughs> <laughs> it died. It died. Oh, the room is very humid. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> he Please, walks into the room immediately. Dies. Space. I'm more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what? Yeah, but yeah, guys, well, the MBNF has no water uh-huh. resistance either. That thing's like 30 meters. That thing <laughs> knocks something, it's broken oh immediately. <laughs> Magnetized springs are flying around. <laughs> you walk into like a room with a, with a cell phone, it's like it explodes immediately from all the magnetic waves. <laughs> ah, so, uh, so this was a good episode on the tangent, taking care of those great stuff that you're buying. We went into hit lists last week and short lists and all this stuff and one watch collections, but it's important, guys, to take care of your watches. Maintenance is key, preventative maintenance, so to speak. And, you know, taking the time to invest your watch uh, because it'll pay you back as opposed to uh, breaking down on you. Anything to add? See you next week at 72. We'll see you next week, guys. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode, please reach out to us on Big Black Clock Official on Instagram or email us at bigblackclockteam at gmail.com. Send us your pictures, corrections, ideas, insults, and let us know if there are any pieces you want us to review. There's, of course, the caveat that we can afford them. As always, be good to each other, eat good food, have some drinks. For those of you always watch shopping, happy hunting. Thanks for spending time with us, and we will see you next week.